0: Welcome to Coffee Podcast. Season two. So we're back. We're back. With our morning coffees.
1: Morning coffees.
0: Listening. (laughs) I'm
1: just repeating everything you say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Listening to short stories. And this week, it's my turn. It's your turn. And I kind of want to emphasize that when we listen to these stories, we do do it not looking at the author's names and, and... Those sorts of details until afterwards, Hmm. so that we don't go in with a sort of too many preconceived notions.
1: Mm -hmm. Because there's all those amazing Q and As that is on the Spineless Wonders website with the authors that can really
0: direct your reading. So try not to do that. However, completely unintentional. I'm going to go with now. Tradition is season two. I will be starting with aftermath. By Shady Cosgrove, which was also how we started season one, was with a Shady Cosgrove story. That's true. So, this is Aftermath. Full circle. Read by Alex Neal. Have a listen.
2: Aftermath. I'm jerked awake. Metallica. It's shaking the caravan. It's so... Fucking loud. Oh, Jimmy. He's three doors down. Old Sam and Eileen are going to have a fit. You know they are. But he can't help himself. 3am. And we're all awake now, bearing witness to the memory of a kid just out of high school, fresh in his fatigues. Rage against the machine. And I push out of bed, get myself a cuppa, sit on the front step. Air's so dry, It cracks. I can't see the moon, but it's there, shrubs are just outlines, no garbage though, the desert darkness hides that, and this place almost becomes beautiful, Led Zeppelin, he'll be here soon, and sure enough he is, skinny, eyes ringed red, same shirt he's been wearing for three days, come here Jimmy, and he falls into my arms, Sobbing.
1: Well, I feel a lot of feelings about that one. How do you feel about that one? What made you pick
0: it? I think it paints a really nice portrait of dealing with people's grief from the outside. Mm. And... Being the observer in that situation because I think he paints a really beautiful picture of being sort of. He feels like a stranger mm. in the situation. He doesn't feel like he's a close friend to this person. He feels like he's just, yeah, like his neighbor or something and just knows that he's gone through this trauma and is sitting on the sidelines both dealing with the frustration of how it breaks into his daily life but also being incredibly caring and Mm. supportive and there for that person.
1: Yeah, it feels like all the characters are almost strangers to each other and they're just sort of thrown together into this same vortex or something. So they are constantly bearing witness to each other, as the story says, but they're not engaging with each other. They're not, like, aware of the problems or creating solutions. They're witnesses.
0: Yeah. It it makes me think, yeah, like, the relationship you have with strangers that you can have compassion almost without empathy that, like... You, you know, he's not feeling the same grief that this person is feeling. Mm. And he he doesn't even seem to really kind of try, but instead it's all just like sympathy and compassion and, and being ready to be a shoulder to cry on. Mm. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, it kind of made me... I was glad that the main character was being so compassionate that he wasn't angry at the disruption and was waiting to welcome him in his arms. But if we know the main character is a guy. I don't know if we
0: know. The main... uh, Oh. The grieving person is Jimmy. Mm. But the main character... I was actually going to mention that because it was another one where I thought the, the, um, the voice of the actor definitely shaped my understanding of the character a lot mm. that I had to take like a, a good like minute or two to really think about how it would have changed my perception of the story. If it had mm. been read by like a young woman or an old woman or, mm. a, a, you know, like a Cause child. Cause you'd so easily like, apply
1: that maternal trope. I think. Yeah. If it I was read by that. a woman.
0: Yeah. If I'd heard it read by an, an older woman or something, I would have immediately seen it as very maternal, but, being read by a sort of a youngish man made me just think of, you know, like, like compassion and a, a really kind of beautiful male friendship. Mm,
1: yeah, which often isn't explored a lot. Yeah, it's not explored yeah. a lot in
0: mm. um, a lot of literature. It's often like, you know, that male-female dynamic mm. of, you know, romance or maternal or whatever. mm Um,
1: No, I think it was great that this story, because it was read by a young male, it got to touch on the beauty of male platonic relationships and how often men are discouraged from showing compassion or nurturing or um, empathy or even just physical affection. And because it's read in this way, we get a glimpse of that. And that was really nice.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I thought it was just really nice to see you know to create that image in my mind of like a really nice sort of platonic lovely relationship because that was actually something I also thought is the while I think there's a lot of indicators that this is about a father grieving for his son or you know a son-like character Mm. who is who's died in war or Mm. a similar situation um there was a part of me that also went like it because that's never actually defined it made me kind of look into like what potentially other relationships could this person be grieving like you know it could be young love or it could be you know I don't know like like his best friend or or something just because yeah like my my brain kind of immediately went to like the father grieving his son and i was like well this could be the reaction for a lot of p- people mm. in in this boy's life.
1: Mm. Well, i did not get that at all.
0: <laughs> it was more, yeah, it was sort of i just realizing the the absence of that information mm. meant that it could be applied that way that mm. there was cuz i think like re-listening to it made me think like well, wait, why am I defining this as a father-son relationship and, like, looking for other clues as to, like, is this just the implications of the story that are leading me there or Mm. is there actual, like, text in it that defines this Mm. as that relationship?
1: I thought – this is how my brain filled in the blanks – was it was some kind of share house situation – This kid's just out of high school and the description of his fatigues was like a reference to, you know, high school as a battleground and how you can be traumatized by experiences you have at high school and you can come out of it totally lost and feel like you've just been thrown out of a war and you just have to like start life. Because the bands that they were listening to, I think, reminded me of my high school days and like the bands that I would listen
0: to. Well, yeah, no, because I definitely saw, like, the bands he was listening were the bands of that character. Mm. Yeah. That it was... Because I suppose, yeah, when I heard the, like, 18-year-old in fatigues, Mm. I was thinking, yeah, like, soldier. Mm. Soldier boy out of high school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I thought... I I didn't think he was even wearing fatigues. I thought that it was just... It was a metaphor.
0: I didn't think of that.
1: (laughs) 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 But like just fresh out of the war of puberty or adolescence. But then having undergone some kind of deeper trauma and now being thrust into this kind of share house environment where everyone is just sort of coddled together that are complete strangers, don't know how to look after each other, don't know what life is about and getting angry about noise or just sitting there with a cup of tea helping them because you don't know what else to do
0: yeah because I did I did think that that it was like yeah it is that sort of watching from the outside and kind of going like like this is someone else's whole life like playing out in front of me Mm. and I have no connection to it at all Mm. like and getting to really have that choice of your reaction of going like do I do I just get annoyed at the noise or do i do i help them do i just go back inside like that you end up kind of staying there with like every option you can think of is available to you mm. to be as helpful as you can to be as kind as you can to be as uncompassionate as you want to be that you can just like shut the door mm. like and choose not to get involved mm. and and how I don't know, how powerful those moments in your life can be about to teach you who you are.
1: Yeah, it really puts up a mirror to what you're, to who you are inside about what your reaction is and what you decide to do. Like I was kind of frustrated in the end because I was just worried about Jimmy and I was worried about, you know, are these people doing anything? But I mean, it's not your responsibility to fix other people's problems but it just made me think about you know young men who do experience mental health problems and is Jimmy getting help like I, I was just so worried yeah. I was really worried at the end of it I was like oh no like I think he needs more than tea
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that was like there was a part of that in my brain but then I think because of how I read the story it seemed like a very immediate reaction mm. like they weren't they weren't at the point yet of of getting just really annoyed by the music, mm. which to me kind of gave it a time frame of like, well, if my neighbours were playing music that early in the morning, that loud, then I'd give it maybe two weeks. If they were grieving someone, then I I might tell them to turn it off. Like, I'm sorry, but get headphones. <laughs> and I was like, did feel bad that I was like immediately like time frame in my head of just like, no, <laughs> I like I will grant you this much leeway. Then I do need to get on with life.
1: Mm. Well, I thought the use of sound was super interesting in this story because it's not even sound coming from his room. It's yeah. not a um, like a static place it's not a single place that it's coming from it the sound marks the whole trajectory of his arrival yeah which i thought was a really interesting way to punctuate the story like he's coming closer change of song now he's closer change of song he'll be here soon and it's this whole really interesting build-up to when jimmy arrives and i think it sort of makes the ending a bit more unexpected because you're expecting more of this rowdy, maybe party person and then they arrive and they're so upset.
0: I think, yeah, like you to me, I expected the ending to be definitely more of a confrontation Mm. that, you know, that he would be angry or he would lash out or that, you know, the person would sort of just say something to him but instead to turn it into such a caring moment made it really like oh yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah
1: it was sweet it was sweet
0: well yeah so that was aftermath by shady cosgrove and read by alex neal and that's part of the new 2019 anthology from spineless wonders which will be called shuffle
1: So Ali and I had such different readings of that, which was really interesting. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if any of our listeners also had different interpretations to what we thought. Or if you agreed with either of us, it's always good to have backup. So let us know on the Facebook group, Coffee Podcast. And rate, review and subscribe to Coffee Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah.
0: And final thing is we are supported by the australia council of the arts hell yeah it's very exciting stay caffeinated